Okay, here comes the haiku of the day. Another screw-up. New York is at it again. Jesus, they're just puppets. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. So I, I've got to, uh, I got to tell you something. I'm going away this weekend. I'm not telling you where. I may be just right down the street. So I'm going to have a good time. Um, it's not exactly what I planned, but it'll work. Uh, so let's get through this. And I got a, today is Thursday when I'm actually doing the recording. Uh, you'll see it on Friday. Uh, but I got to record my chapter three of Animal Farm this week, the, tomorrow morning. So let's go do that. So let's start off with the big news. Ugh, Biden. Damn. I, wow. Shit. I don't even know what to say about this one. Um, well, I do. I wrote it. So let's just, just listen to this. It's about respect. It's about honor. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. That's what we're going to do. Dignity, honor, treating people with dignity. We can build a new administration that reflects the full diversity of our nation and the full diversity of Latino communities. Now, when I mean full diversity, unlike the African-American community and many other communities, you're from everywhere, from Europe, from the tip of South America, all the way to our border in all, uh, Mexico and in, in the Caribbean. And different backgrounds, different, different ethnicities, but all Latinos. We're going to get a chance to do that if we win in November. And it means we need everyone to get out and vote. I can't do this without your help. The path to victory in November is contingent upon Latino voters, particularly in those battleground states. Imagine if Trump said that black communities weren't diverse. And by the way, Hispanics are the most diverse and are... And they are going to actually change our elections? Blacks aren't diverse. Whites aren't diverse, really. I'm white. I'm... If you look at my ancestry, I'm English... Irish. I was married to another white person who was Italian. We've got it, Italians, French people, Spanish people. We got a lot of white people in this country. We whites are pretty diverse. Blacks extremely diverse. I don't use the term African American, and the reason I don't use that term is because certain blacks from the Caribbean become offended when you use that term. Only Hispanics are diverse. Really? How does this guy get away with this shit? This is an everyday thing with him. He asked a black guy yesterday if he got tested for cocaine. Yesterday he asked this. He said you couldn't walk in a 7-Eleven without hearing a person with an accent. An Indian accent, excuse me. He said that Barack Obama was smart and clean for a black guy. And everyone knew what he meant. 
He said that poor kids are just as smart as white kids. He eulogized Robert Byrd, a former KKK Grand Dragon. I won't give him too much of a... I'll give him a pass on that because Barack Obama did too. But Jesus, what if Trump said or did any of that? Do I think Biden is a racist? No. I think he's old and he's got his prejudices. That doesn't mean you're a racist. Everyone has prejudices. It's just... I think his comments were probably not even well articulated by him. I don't think what he said he meant in the way he said it. I think he had another point. And I'm going to give him that. I don't know what it was, but I'm going to give him that. But it shows a few things. The mainstream media has not reported on this at all, and they don't care about racism or prejudice. They only care about the narrative. So when they you hear them talking about races and they talk about prejudice or no, they only talk about race. But when they start talking about race, they don't care because Joe Biden has proven that he is closer to a racist than Donald Trump. And I'll go a step further. They keep beating down on Trump's comments on Charleston, which, by the way, you can listen to on YouTube, he actually didn't say anything wrong. The media cut up his speech so it would appear he said something wrong. Trump has actually never said anything racist. Now, he said things that were not necessarily politically correct, but Trump's not that guy. But it's about the narrative. And the narrative says that Joe Biden wants to go leftist so they can ignore race and prejudice when it comes to Joe Biden. And by the way, if you go to my website, I actually have a video where they talk about the 50 years of things this guy has said. Democrats don't care about race or prejudice. They only care about the narrative. And the narrative is going to lead them to power. That's it. It doesn't matter what Biden says. Biden is a corpse. He is going to be weekend at Bernie's guy when he becomes president. Someone will carry him for a couple months, grab him by his uh, hair plugs, and make him look alive. Put a little makeup on him, things like that, for a couple months before they throw the 25th Amendment at him and they get him out of office. And then the vice president will be the one who's president and the vice president will be a leftist. They want power. That's it. Finally, Biden is getting worse. His cognitive abilities appear to be absolutely done. He can't, does not know what he's even saying. He can't articulate a thing. He can't even get through a sentence. Like when I when I played that video yesterday or on a Wednesday, that he couldn't even get through the sentence where he didn't need why he didn't need a cognitive test. He's finished. I am surprised he doesn't even nod off in the middle of some of these interviews. Now I understand why Biden's handlers are allowing him to do interviews. I think 
Biden's handlers would rather him never do an interview again. Just until November 4th when the election is over, theoretically, because we've got mail-in ballots. But Trump is on television every day. He's showing that he knows what is going on with the virus. And he's bashing Biden. And what he's bashing Biden on is correct. Fox News is the leading newscast by a long shot. MSNBC is second, but the best MSNBC program, is tip, which is Rachel Maddow, is typically fifth. CNN is not even in the top 20. There is not one show on CNN that is in the top 20. Tucker Carlson's show and Sean Hannity's show, the rerun is beating CNN's uh, primetime show. Nobody is listening. This is the thing. There is a silent majority, and the silent majority believes Trump. And that's a huge problem for Biden. Because a lot of people, they come up with these polls. Well, first off, where who are you polling? That's number one. And are these people you're polling telling you the truth? Because of cancel culture, they're afraid they'll lose their jobs if they say they like Trump? That is a thing now. That has become part... Cancel culture has become part of mainstream culture. And so people lie. No one's ever asked me. I've never been in a poll. No one's asked me what I thought. And the reason is because where are they going to to do these polls? So Biden's poll numbers are actually shrinking now. He had a, in in a bunch of the uh, 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 a bunch of the uh, polling. He was actually eleven points ahead of Trump. Now he's within the air margin of error. He's within four to five percent. We still have three months before the election, but the reality is he is losing his ground right now. So he has to come up. He has to talk. The problem is, every time he talks, he fucks up. Every time. He had an interview yesterday, he fucked it up. He had an interview today, he fucked it up. CNN can try and hide it, MSNBC can try and hide it, but he's screwing it up. And to be honest with you, the people who he's got for vice president are Kamala Harris and Susan Rice? How do you think that's going to go? Those two are not popular in this country. Susan Rice lied about soldiers being killed in Benghazi. Kamala Harris slept her way to be attorney general of the state of California. And then she did something really unpopular. She put criminals in prison. Yeah, I I think this is not going to go well for Biden. I I love watching this whole stuff. I I, I love watching this whole thing because I think this is going to get uglier for him than (laughs) this is going to get real ugly for him. Especially Trump. He has three debates coming up with Trump. I wish they were earlier. He won't do a fourth debate because he's scared. Kind of a pussy. He's not going to do it. And he shouldn't do it because he's going to lose. He's going to lose all three debates. 
why, again, the election, election results are coming in on August 29th when the election is November 3rd. I don't understand any of that. I think it's the Democrats cheating. And I think the Democrats are cheating. But he is, he's going down, he is going down the slide fast. And I love it. I can't wait to see what he says tomorrow. In our second story, so surprise, surprise, New York is trying to fuck the Second Amendment again. New York Attorney General Letitia James announced Thursday that the state is suing the National Rifle Organization Association and several of its high-profile leaders and looking to dissolve the organization over alleged financial irregularities. So James said on Twitter... I filed a lawsuit to dissolve the National Rifle Association for years of self-dealing and illegal conduct. The at NRA is fraught with fraud and abuse, nor organization is above the law. The actual uh, lawsuit says we are seeking to dissolve the NRA for years of self-dealing and illicit conduct that violate New York's charities laws and undermine its own mission. The NRA diverted millions of dollars away from its charitable mission for personal use by senior leadership. Our lawsuit charges that the NRA as a whole and four senior leaders, including Wayne LaPierre, with failing to manage the NRA's funds and failing to follow numerous state and federal laws. These actions contributed to the loss of more than $64 million in just three years for the NRA. She's basically accusing them of using NRA funds for private travel, vacations, dinner, restaurant dinners, things like that, and awarding companies contracts based on family members and members of the NRA, and a lot of these people didn't even have to show up. The NRA did respond, and they respond pretty heavily. The NRA, quote, the NRA has full confidence in its accounting practices and commitment to good governance. The association's financials are audited and its tax filings are verified by one of the most reputable firms in the world. Internally, the association has had an appropriate conflict of interest policy, which provides that all potential conflicts are reviewed and scrutinized by the audit committee. This is probably true. Fact is, the NRA has to be audited because it is a nonprofit. It does hold a nonprofit status, and any weird accounting would probably get caught by the accountants. And these are forensic accountants. I've, I've dealt with the public sector and the private sector for a very long time. They do audit like crazy, especially in New York. Also, if there is some illegal activity, why not just fire the people on top that are supposedly doing the funny business? Why does this gal actually find it necessary to dissolve the entire organization? Which I don't think she can legally do anyway. If Boeing had a corrupt CFO, would you dissolve Boeing or would you just fire the CFO? That's the point. Put the CFO in jail put the CEO in jail, put whoever in jail, but that doesn't require dissolving the entire organization. But she has a reason, and the reason is simple. 
They want to get rid of the NRA. New York wants to get rid of the NRA. The left, which is what this broad is, the left sees them as an evil organization and in their way of the ultimate goal, getting rid of the Second Amendment. James is also a piece of work. Okay, no, she's a piece of shit. She's the gal who said she was going to investigate Trump to find a crime. By the way, that is illegal. You don't investigate a person to find a crime. You investigate a crime that a person possibly committed. In other words, Trump's committed no crime, but she's going to look for one. That's not legal. All this shows is that she's a political animal and will target her enemies or the enemies of the left. That's what she's going to do. And she said this two years ago. By the way, I think she has more important things to worry about, honestly. The murder rate in New York is up about 170%. That's not a typo. That's not a misspelling. That's not... It's up 170%. People are being murdered. I hardly think that's the NRA's fault. Sounds to me that it's the fault of that shitty gopher-killing mayor, Bill de Blasio, and an effective New York justice system led by James herself. The NRA didn't just roll their eyes and sit on their hands. They decided to fight. They filed a counter-lawsuit against the, uh, the city for defamation and violating their rights to free speech. Good for them. And they probably have a far better case than what, what uh, um, uh, James has. In their complaint, in the NRA's complaint, they said, despite hopes that playing by the rules would procure an outcome, a just outcome, the NRA has not been treated fairly by the James office. The New York Democratic Party political machine seeks to harass, defund, dismantle the NRA because of what it believes and what it says. James boasted that she would strike foul blows against the NRA and pound the NRA into su submission. She vowed that she would use the NY, the New York Attorney General's office to investigate and enforce powers for precise purpose of staunching political speech. And in parentheses, deadly propaganda. She has begun to deliver her campaign promises to retaliate against the NRA for constitutionally protected speech on issues that James opposes. As New York Attorney General, James has regrettably succumbed to the individual passions and the individual malevolence. And I got news to you with what she has said in the past that is absolutely correct. No question. They, it, this is not going to be hard to prove. Because of what she said in the past. Of course, President Trump's got to weigh in. Because he weighs in on everything. So Trump says this, quote, I think the NRA should move to Texas and lead a very good and beautiful life. And I've told them that for a long time. I think they should move to Texas. Texas would be a great state or to another state of their choosing. But I would say that Texas would be a great place, 
and an appropriate place for the NRA. And you know something, Trump's probably right here, but I can understand why the NRA wants to stay in New York City. Uh, one, it's closer to Washington, D.C. A lot of their members live on the East Coast, especially their, um, especially their elites, their, their uh, higher, uh, higher up in the hierarchy. And what, two, what better place is there to influence than a city that is the most restrictive gun control laws in the country? Make a chance. Take a chance. Go for it. Attack those laws. I don't think they should move to Texas where everyone agrees with them. I think they should move to California. I think they should move to Oregon. I think they should move to Washington State. I think they should move to Washington, D.C., I think they should move to Massachusetts. I think they should be where guns are being attacked. In the long run, this lawsuit is not going to go anywhere. There is a lot of conflict within the NRA's hierarchy. It, that is absolutely true. And there are probably some questionable dealings, like in all companies. Someone will probably lose their job. It, that probably should lose their job. But the aggressiveness of James may get the best of her. She does have to show some cause. You just can't go investigate someone hoping to find a crime. You have to find, you have to see a crime first and then investigate the crime and catch the one responsible. And I don't think she's got the power or New York's got the power, or even the Supreme Court has the power to dismantle the FBI. If anything, that is literal proof that the NRA is being targeted. So I think the NRA has a strong standing on that countersuit. I think it will have, it will, things will work out with it well. I, I really do. Um, the NRA, in the end, in the long run, um, the NRA is going to continue. So the last story of the day involves culture, the culture. And I love the culture, especially since the left took over the culture. This is something really weird, but now conservatism is the counterculture. Let's take a look. You can get fired for saying you like... I'm not sure I didn't get fired because I'm a conservative. You can get fired because you're a conservative now. And there's nothing you can do about it. What's funny is when the left took over the culture, it got just... The culture got fun. The things they do are so stupid that it's just hysterically funny. There are two websites... I love to read when it comes to culture. Vox.com and Slate.com. Slate is especially insane. They have an advice column that is just weird. For example, uh, I started having sex with my roommate's best friend because my roommate thought it would be really cool. And then now my or my, not my roommate, my girlfriend thought it'd be really cool. And now the girlfriend's mad at me and she doesn't want me having sex with my be her best friend. And 
I, it, I, I kid you not, their, their advice column is absolutely hysterical. You've got to read it. And there is nothing, what I love about it, there is nothing off the table on their advice column. It, it, everything can be bizarre. You know, I'm having sex with this frog, and yeah, that little premonition coming for you. Uh, and this frog doesn't seem to love me anymore, and blah, 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 blah. It just gets really weird. It's a great sight. It's almost a comedy site. If you knew, if the fact was, you knew they were actually really trying to report things. Um, well, here's an article that's patently insane. Uh, I, I'm not even sure this article wasn't a joke. But knowing what this site actually does, I would say it's probably not a joke. The, the article is titled, It's Time for the Muppets to Give a Different Couple the Spotlight. <laughs> this article actually analyzes the relationship between Kermit the Frog and Miss Picky from the Muppets. No kidding. So let me sum this up for you. <laughs> let me tell you what these guys are actually talking about. They're a terrible couple, and Miss Piggy and Kermit are a terrible couple, and Disney should not be beating the drum on their relationship. Okay? Guess better. They are anatomically incompatible. Now, mind you, half the articles on Slate.com is about gay men, gay women, transsexuals, and I'm not exactly clear where the compatibility is there. I don't think a, a man having sex with another man can have a baby. I don't think a woman having sex with another woman can have a baby. And I think mutilating your penis to become a woman who you feel like, though you've never been a woman because you were, quote, assigned, end quote, a sex at birth, is compatible. But, you know, hey, whatever. It's like just constantly touts this stuff. I just think that's funny. Kermit, get this, you'll love this. You just hold on. <laughs> Please breathe, 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 breathe. If you have to, stop the podcast. Laugh at what I just said because they're so stupid. And here it comes. Kermit is a nudist, whereas Miss Piggy is a narcissist who dresses extravagantly. Just, I, I, that was not dead air. That was for you to take that in. Uh, Miss Piggy is a domestic abuser. <laughs> They're emotionally incompatible. One is closed off neurotic, commitment-phobe, and the other's a clingy, psychopathic narcissist. I'm scratching my neck now. I don't know what to even say. I, so let, 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 me, let, me read, let me read a couple paragraphs from this just absolutely insane article. I hope it was a joke. I don't even know who wrote it. I, I should actually say that because it's just 
it's just oh no, I'll tell you who wrote it. Um, the article was written by a guy named named Dan Coys, K O I S, um, and it was published on August third. It's just it's just absolutely insane. So let's let's read a couple of things. Quote according to three relationship counselors interviewed earlier this year by Mel Magazine. <laughs> they went to counselors to talk about this. How insane is this? Okay, anyway, um, continuing. The pairing has long been in crisis. If there's a level of conflict, they need professional help, said the clinical psychologist Farah Hauk. They're they need to work with couples counselor and do their individual work to identify their role in the conflict, as well as their partner's role in the conflict. This is, of course, ludicrous, because Miss Piggy would simply karate chop the therapist. End quote. Okay, 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 okay. Here, here's here's something, here's a little secret about the Muppets. I, I don't know if you've seen the Muppets. I don't know if you've understood the exact thing with the Muppets, but here, here it is. Here, shh, shh, here it comes. They're puppets. Yeah, they're puppets. When their show is done, the people hang the puppets up on a nail. Okay, let's continue with the actual interview, with the actual article. The second, second thing I thought was kind of funny was, quote, Recently, it seems that minders of the Muppets might realize that the central romance of the franchise no longer had currency. Currency. Oh, my God. On a short-lived ABC series, The Muppets, Kermit got a new girlfriend, also a pig, named Denise. Right, here's a newsflash. I think Denise was probably a puppet. I'm just saying. Here. Okay. Continue. The subject of the memorable Jezebel headline, quote, sorry, I'm sorry, but who the fuck does the home-wrecking pig think she is? Byline, definitely not Miss Piggy. But by the series' end, the characters once again fell into familiar patterns. As the finale focused entirely on the will-they-or-won't-they question, including other Muppets, writing pro and con lists on a whiteboard as Kermit tried to decide. The episode ended in a, on a cliffhanger of sorts. It wasn't a cliffhanger! They're puppets! They're puppets! Okay, continue. With Kermit professing his love for Piggy in a last-ditch romantic gesture. They're puppets. They're just fucking puppets. That's all they are. There's no cliffhanger. There's no relationship drama. The article ends. Call it what you will. Friggy, Permit, Hogwarts, that's what they wrote, where it once, it was once entertaining to watch lovesick Pete, Pig, beat the crap out of a diffident frog, now it is simply exhausting. It is well past time to retire the ship. Now, I'll give him something. I really was expecting that we needed a couple of gay characters, a transsexual Muppet, uh, maybe a couple lesbian Muppets, 
maybe a thruple set of Muppets. I, I don't know. I thought this was going to get to be really interesting. This was still interesting because they are actually analyzing. And I think it's hysterical that Slate started the article with talking about how the child asked why aren't the pig and the frog married and they're having a relationship? They, they actually started the article like that. But I, I, I really do hope this article was written to be funny because it succeeded. It was a freaking great article. After reading a bunch of Slate's other articles, I just can't be sure. I really think this was an analysis into a relationship between puppets. But there are a few things we should be aware of before we criticize the turbulent relationship of Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog. Uh, one, this show was not meant to be a children's show. It was a comedy show for adults. There is a ton of adult humor and sexual innuendo in the show of the 80s. That's a fact. It was never meant. It's like South Park being a cartoon was not really meant to be for kids. And they tell you that. Miss Piggy was not a phys physical abuser, uh, abuser. She used cartoon violence just like the coyote would be blown up by Acme explosives that he bought to stop the Roadrunner. It's not like Miss Piggy took a knife and stuck Kermit with it. That's not a thing. Kermit, Kermit is, third, the next one, Kermit's not a nudist. He's a frog. Frogs don't wear clothes. Frogs don't have anatomy, like they said. They were anatomically incompatible. They weren't anatomically incompatible. They didn't have anatomy because they were puppets. They didn't even have legs or a bottom half. They were puppets. There's no anatomy with puppets. Next one. Kermit and Piggy did have in an incompatible relationship. But not because Kermit the Frog and Piggy is a pig. But because they were... Okay, hear me here. They were fucking puppets. They were puppets. It was a joke. It was all a joke. This is absolutely insane. This is an adult comedy show. Why they put it on Disney Plus, I don't get. That's like putting South Park on Disney Plus. That's like putting Family Guy on Disney Plus. It was an adult comedy. Oh, by the way, they're puppets. It's meant to be funny. Not serious. Not a serious look at relationships. Oh yeah. And they're puppets. Kermit is not a neurotic, commitment-phobe nudist. Miss Piggy is not a clingy, narcissistic, domestic abuser. Kermit is a frog. Miss Piggy is a, wait for it, a pig. They don't need a psychologist to analyze their relationship. Do you know why? Wait for it. 
because they're fucking puppets. Miss Picky's voice isn't even done by a woman. Miss Piggy's voice is done by a man and always has been done by a man. Now, I don't know if it's a cisgender man or a transsexual man or a gay man. I have no idea. Or maybe it's a transgender man. A woman who became a man. I don't know. But they're puppets. Fuck. I feel so much better now. I feel so much better because this was just so stupid. This was such a dumb article. Uh, you've got to read it. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I will not even mention that in my closing because it is just such a dumb article on how they sat back and... <sighs> okay, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict. And there's actually another place you can download it. I didn't even know Podbean was uploading it. But uh, Stitcher? I don't know. I'll have to look it back up again. And YouTube. Go to www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Please read. I lied to you. Please read my art. Read the link that I set up about the pig and the frog. I think it's great. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Mm -hmm.